Welcome to this more than likely one-off super short episode of Emotipod Arts and Emotions. I'm your host, Frances Butt. I hope you enjoy it. The ancient Greeks loved their mythological stories about hubris, which usually ended in downfall. To name but a few of their hubristic characters, Odysseus, Achilles, Bellephoron, a guy who thought he deserved to be up there with the gods on Mount Olympus, the boastful weaver Arachne, yes, she was turned into a spider, and, of course, Icarus, who got so overexcited about the new waxy wings his dad had made him, he flew too near the sun and plopped from a great height into the sea. These stories illustrated the dangers of hubris and the importance of humility. For us mortals, hubris disrupts the natural order of things, and we must beware of getting above ourselves lest the gods exact their vengeance upon us. Another great story is about Dr. Faustus, or Faust, who turns his back on God and makes a pact with the devil to be allowed to enjoy unlimited worldly knowledge and pleasures in his lifetime, which of course comes to an end all too quickly, and he has to pay the price of eternal damnation. How human is this? He wants to be the cleverest of the cleverest, and is so very pleased with how clever he is. But ultimately, mortal, so not that clever. Incidentally, the origin of the Faust character was actually a real person, a German alchemist, astrologer and magician called Johann Georg Faust, who lived through the turn of the 15th and 16th centuries. He was denounced by the church as a blasphemer because alchemy, the endeavours to turn base metals into gold, and astrology and magic were all considered heretical and demonic. So allegedly, when Faust died in an unfortunate explosion during an experiment, his body was so badly mutilated the clerics deemed that the devil himself had come to collect him in person. So, what exactly is hubris? Online definitions include extreme or excessive pride and arrogance, dangerous overconfidence and complacency. And the inspiration for this episode has been the recent rise in popularism in contemporary politics, the extreme intolerant ideologies, and the language of I am right, we are right, they are wrong, we should disenfranchise or even eliminate them. And arrogance and intolerance are sadly louder than modesty and compassion, which throughout history have often been derided as weakness. It can be hard to see how things might get better, at least for a while. It's important to stand up for what you believe, so we must all do that, but it seems like things are generally heading in a scary direction for the foreseeable like a huge ship that's hard to turn around. So far, so miserable, then. Where's the comfort? Well, humankind has been through many huge downturns, and I hope this will prove to be just another cycle that we move through and beyond. Nothing ever lasts forever, as Echo and the Bunnymen remind us in the song. Which brings me to a famous poem by Percy Bysshe Shelley, first published in 1818, called Ozymandias. It's a sonnet, so only fourteen lines, nice and short, and here it is. Ozymandias I met a traveller from an antique land who said, Two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert. Near them, on the sand, half sunk, a shattered visage lies, 
whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command tell that its sculptor well those passions read which yet survive, stamped on these lifeless things, the hand that mocked them and the heart that fed. And on the pedestal these words appear, My name is Ozymandias, king of kings. Look on my works, ye mighty, and despair. Nothing beside remains. Round the decay of that colossal wreck, boundless and bare, the lone and level sands stretch far away. There are three main things in this poem that illustrate how great figures, with all their hubris, will disappear eventually. First of all, there's the description of this massive ruin. Ozymandias was the ancient Greek name for the great pharaoh Ramesses II, who reigned over 3,000 years ago for more than three decades, which was a very long time in those days. If you've ever been to Egypt and seen any of the incredible temples and mighty statues of Ramesses, you'll know what it's like to feel like an insignificant speck in the great span of history. It can be unsettling, but it can also feel strangely calming and comforting because it does knock all life's tribulations into perspective, just as contemplating the vastness of the universe can do. It was the habit of pharaohs to obliterate the faces of their predecessors. Ramesses made sure his monuments were carved so deeply that this would be more difficult to do. Forget that guy. I'm the guy now. Next comes that inscription. Look on my works, ye mighty, with a capital M, and despair. Does this remind you of anyone? Here are some more recent quotes I found. I won't do the impressions. Donald Trump. I'm the most successful person ever to run for the presidency by far. Nobody's ever been more successful than me. I'm the most successful person ever to run. Idi Amin. I do not want to be controlled by any superpower. I myself consider myself the most powerful figure in the world, and that is why I do not let any superpower control me. Muammar Gaddafi. All of the great prophets of modern times have come from the desert and were uneducated. Muhammad, Jesus, and myself. Augustus Pinochet. Not a single leaf moves in this country if I'm not the one moving it. I'm looking at them from above because God put me there. Adolf Hitler. I am convinced that I am acting as the agent of our almighty creator. By fighting the Jews, I am doing the Lord's work. Of course, it's important to point out that not all great leaders have been quite so vain and proud. By contrast, and just for some balance, here's Alexander the Great. Bury my body and don't build any monument. Keep my hands out so the people know the one who won the world had nothing in hand when he died. But back to Shelley's poem, which ends on this gorgeous anticlimax, with the dust of the crumbling statue mingling with and blowing across the sands of the silent desert. The point I hope to make is that whatever ghastliness may be going on in the world today, it will pass, as everything inevitably does. 
So, if you're feeling gloomy about the state of the world, perhaps it's just a tiny crumb of comfort to remember that all kings, queens, emperors, moguls, dictators, tyrants and despots, no matter how powerful they become in their lifetime, will crumble to dust like anyone else. All that matters that can last is the little bit of good we can do in the short time that we're here. So, self-importance and hubris, in the great scheme of things, is just silly. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>